Welcome back to the Work Me Hot podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I'm your host, Sochil Carmona, and today I'm joined by Carolina Acosta. Carolina is the founder and CEO of Tragos, the party game for Latinos by Latinos. She spearheads the Tragos product development and partnership initiatives while wearing many other hats alongside her all-female and Latinx remote team. We love that. <laughs> After working with her partner, John Lim, to launch Asian Flush, the Asian card game equivalent to Tragos, Carolina launched Tragos in 2019 to build a product that spoke to her own interests and her identity as a U.S.-born Latina. Tragos has become a national brand and voice that aims to empower Latinos in the U.S. through fun games and impact initiatives for housing, education, and entrepreneurship, raising about $20,000 in donations to date. Carolina has a BFA in communication design from Parsons, the new school, and has recently been included in Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2021 for the creation of Tragos. Congratulations for that, Carolina. And without further ado, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. So welcome, Carolina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That intro was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. A beautiful intro for a beautiful person. And to get to know the person a little bit more before we get to know Carolina and her business journey, we like to get a little bit astrological here on the Work Miha podcast, get to know our entrepreneurs and professionals. And Carolina was kind enough I'm surprised, given her sun sign, to share her astrological placements, <laughs> but I'm also excited for her sun sign. She is, and for those of us who are following along, your sun sign in astrology is your identity and where you shine. So for a lot of us, that's our birthday. We know that. And she is a Scorpio sun. These people are known for their intensity. They are determined folk who positively throw themselves into whatever they do, aka maybe, you know, whole business. And for them, you know, motivation for different astrological signs can be different. One thing I've learned about Scorpios is the motivation is power. Maybe being your own heifer, I don't know. These can come off as mysterious creatures, but I have come to find they're just very much misunderstood. I personally am a Scorpio stan. I love my Scorpios. I married a Scorpio. <laughs> and next is her moon sign. So your moon rules your body and your emotions. I'm super excited for this one. She is a Gemini moon. So we have a chatty chismosa here um i as a gemini son can relate they can be witty and charming curious maybe a little chaotic people but you know we're here for it it gets stuff done and then finally her rising sign which can be your motivation for life something you can come off as i found this one very interesting especially with what you're doing she is a cancer rising so they can come off as gentle um something familiar about them you don't know there's just something there they can be sensitive people um and i just love that lots of water here going on but Cancer is usually like Scorpio and Cancer are very similar. The Scorpio is just a Cancer, they say, with like a leather jacket. Uh, but Cancers are definitely known to be very nurturing people, very family oriented. So I love the fact that you found that you needed to create a game to play to bring family and friends together. So I think that just spoke to the Cancer rising. And I just have to ask you, have you ever looked into your astrological chart? Like, is there anything you kind of resonated with? 
This is so interesting. I'm, I am the worst horoscope person. Like I know my sign because I've been told en- enough times in my life, but if you tell me your birthday, I wouldn't even know if it's also my sign. That's how bad I am. And they're like, Oh, you're a, this, you're a, that, that must mean. And I go, I guess so. But, <laughs> but I did read my natal chart. Um, just now. And, and I'm, I'm learning about all of this. And so I definitely resonate with almost every single thing you're saying. Like I I am very motivated. I never really realized that it was a power thing, but it checks out. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, as far as nurturing, yes, I am like a big, like family person. I'm, I'm like one of the quiet people in my family because my family can get really loud, but I'm always, I always try to be there for them. I always try to make it to all the events and things. I think that's very important. Um, and just kind of being for people one-on-one is like very much me. Um, and yeah, wait, why did you say that you were surprised that I sent it to you? Am I supposed to be sneaky or like, (laughs) yeah, usually Scorpios, a lot of the Scorpios are like, I'm not going to share or expose myself that information. They're usually, you know, a little bit cryptic with it. (laughs) Like, oh, you're going to share my information. (laughs) (laughs) um I'll only do that I think it's like a Latino stereotype thing I only do it if like it's something big that's coming yeah oh you know what's what's that big news for the business I'm like I can't tell you yet like yeah that's (laughs) funny that's the I think the Gemini moon's like let's talk about it (laughs) I love it it. (laughs) let's share about it so it's like it's that's a nice little balance you have there and then the cancer's like let's share so I love it I love it so much thanks so much for sharing and now that we get to know you a little astrologically we'll see what other parts of that come out through our conversation um but can you tell us tell the audience a little bit more you know about yourself where you're from and was entrepreneurship always a part of your plan Right. Okay. So now I feel like you guys know me more than I knew myself (laughs) and we haven't even gone into my background. So that's fun. Um, so I guess like physically speaking about me, I was born in Queens in New York, um, to a Colombian mother, Dominican father. And I grew up very artistic and, um, I guess very like assimilated, like part of my journey was trying to be that good kid in school that spoke perfect English coming out of ESL classes. So I always tried to fit in as much as possible and gear towards what I thought would make me successful in life, which was, I always thought was going to be my art. And eventually it became a career in graphic design, um, website, uh, design, UI, UX, all that. Um, but I was, I did not grow up very Latina. So my family is very surprised that of all of us, I was the one to create, um, tragos and it all came from, you know, this, this, um, disconnect to my roots and wanting to really find that I always felt very, very insecure about it. Seeing like all my cousins speaking in English and Spanish, but me saying like two or three words, not even because I didn't know Spanish. It was just so, I was so scared to speak it incorrectly in Mm -hmm. front of my mom, especially. Um, 
but uh, one one day I got a chance to go to Latin America and uh, to Colombia specifically and see her country and where she was born. And I thought I would feel even more out of place in Latin America. Um, but I ended up loving it so much, wanting to stay there. And I, I got a chance to live there as well for a few months. And when I came back to the U.S., I thought, oh, like, I feel like something's missing in my life. And so, like you said in the intro, like um, it was a friend who came up with this idea for a cultural drinking game. And it was more this desire to really have this game in my life so that I could feel more connected to this dual identity that I have, um, more so than wanting to be an entrepreneur. I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of how Dragos came about. Uh, it was very much a a journey into discovering my, my full identity. Mm, I love that. I feel like I can resonate with that. I feel like a lot of Latinas our age can resonate with that. Like kind of that story of not feeling Latina enough, not from ni de aquí, ni de allá, you know, um, I love that. And so for the audience, who's not familiar with Dragos, can you tell us more about the game and maybe what are some of the like funniest cards or experience you've had while like playing? Yeah. Okay. So Tragos is a drinking card game and you play it like, I never know how to explain this, but it, the instructions are very easy. You pick up a card on your turn and each card has different instructions for you to do. So the instructions could be, um, you know, if this cultural reference applies to you, then you have to drink this many sips. Other cards are like, um, truth or drink so you have to answer a question on the card another one's like a group trivia so the person who answers the correct uh this person who answers the question correctly will pick somebody to drink so it all revolves around drinking but there's still different little challenges trivia and dares to um to the game so that's that's kind of it in a nutshell and to give you some examples that the most popular ones that i always say is if you still feel like chancla, take three sips, which everybody still does. <laughs> um, another one's like, most likely to go um, on three, point at the the person who's most chismoso in the room. Um, and then you on three, you have to like point at somebody in the group. Uh, what's another one? If you, um, if you still have to go around the room to greet, um, to greet everyone individually, take two sips. Mm -hmm. So things that all Latinos can, can relate to, uh, despite like, you know, knowing Spanish or not, or what um, Latin American country or you or your parents may be from, um, we try really hard to create, um, create like games that everyone can relate to. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can definitely be exhausting going to La Carne Sala and you got to go through everybody, especially one of the last people you got to go through everybody before you can get to the food. I was like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even with COVID, we still have to like go around and like do the elbow thing. <laughs> At least, you know, eye contact, you know, everybody got you, got you, got you. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And I just love that. It's easy. Like you said, for people to just kind of jump in. And even, I think I saw you've even made it into like a full Spanish version even too. Yes. Yeah, so the games do come mainly in English, but we have, I'll show you here. 
other people can't see it, but I'll show you um, English and Spanish versions. Um, we have expansion packs that are in English. And then we created the Spanish version of those packs, but the digital version, oh. just because mainly our audience is in the U.S. So mm -hmm. the preferred language is English Spanglish. So that's why we have to kind of accommodate. And we do we do do Spanish ones, but digitally that you can like buy and print out at home, too. Mm, that's awesome. I love that, especially just to have like a nice icebreaker, a way to just bring everybody together. It's like, just pull a card, just pull a card, join in. I love it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't even ask how to play. Just pick up a card and, and just go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And can you tell me, so in creating this whole game, like what was the process of creating the brand in the game? Like, was this uh, self-funded? Did you have investors? How'd you go about even like, all right, we're going to do this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always think back to that time and and I, I always feel like, like I did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just because okay so when we came up with this idea again it was me and my friend and we um I had created the branding I had you know I played with around uh, played around with a few titles I at some point I was going to call it Latino flow and every time people hear that they're like ew oh. <laughs> thank god you did it <laughs> um so yeah I don't know where Thragos came from. It was just like a lot of prototyping, brainstorming. But um, when we first launched it, we had created the website, the logo. Um, and on the website, we only had maybe five cards that I mocked up like on Photoshop. Oh, yeah. And there was no game. There was not even an idea of what all 109 cards would be. So we let it run and we set up a pre-order. So anybody that wanted to purchase ahead of time, maybe like two, three months in advance, they would do it. And if we saw that people were even interested in a product like this, because it was all an experiment, then we would order our inventory. So I got about 200 pre-orders, um, not really knowing if the product was ever going to be a product. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to give all these people their money back. No. <laughs> um, but with, with enough, like 200, we are like, okay, let's maybe order a small batch of 500. And with just those proceeds from those sales, we were able to afford the inventory. And so it was all completely self-funded. The only spending that we did that didn't come from the business was on personal credit cards to pay for those initial Facebook ads. Mm. which was terrifying because I had zero extra money. I was like, oh my God, what if I owe this huge credit card debt at the end, which is only like a thousand dollars. Panicking, like thinking that it wouldn't work. And luckily it did. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it, we've been self-funded ever since per, for the most part. Yeah. I'm, I'm considering investors if we ever want to really scale, but it's been nice uh, growing through like grassroots and word of mouth. Wow, that's crazy. It's definitely took a, a little bit of a gamble there, a little bit of a risk. Gotta make that version of that game next <laughs> for people to play in general. You just played it in real life and you won. <laughs> it looks like you're, you're winning. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so like, because do you, you have a graphic design background. You don't have specifically maybe uh, like a traditional business background, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So in the last three years, I've, I'm still learning how mm -hmm. to run a business. It's all super brand new to me. I've had a few 
mentors along the way, no one like specifically that I, I could turn to with a million questions a day, but it's just been a lot of, <clears throat> sorry, it's been a lot of um, reaching out to anybody I know, um, people in the industry, Latinos, like professional Latinos. I ask a million questions all the time. Google's my best friend. So I always tell people that to encourage them. Like if you have the, the passion and the idea, then you don't necessarily need that that like business background, even though it would really help. <laughs> nah, for sure. No, I, I love that. And I love that you share that because there's a lot of people out there who are like, I didn't go to school for business. I don't understand anything about business, but what they don't realize is that they have other talents and you can find the other people to kind of cover the other aspects that you don't know and create a team that way. So I kind of love that you don't have a business background just to kind of you know make it something attainable you know that's that's not a barrier um and you know so a lot of people do think that so with that you know you have the design you have these like pre-orders what was how did you even get the word out there to people like how did you through social media you said ads but was it maybe even traditional senora word of mouth like how do people even find out like there's this game that might come out would you like it (laughs) yeah the definitely the first the first way that I can like say with with measure and with like you know data was those Facebook ads just kind of again mocking up our product because we didn't even have the product and posting it on social media. And this was back then when Facebook ads were a lot more affordable. The iOS changes hadn't happened. So I honestly wouldn't recommend Facebook ads right now for a new business. Um, But, you know, at the time it was helpful. and, And I think there was a lot more behind the scenes that I didn't get to see because at some point, somebody did tell somebody that told somebody that told somebody and it did go extremely viral uh within just a couple of months and and I think that's what kind of like threw us into the e-commerce internet world like we we just became a, a brand that people started talking about and knowing about and we went from like 10 orders a day, you know, people just casually seeing our ads to in one week making like 5,000 orders or sales, um, which was, I didn't know what to do with that. I was panicking. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) I need to hire people. I need to, I need to fulfill all these orders. I didn't even have that inventory, but to backtrack a little bit, um, once we did have the 200 pre-orders, um, I had to come up with that actual game and I, I worked with a lot of um, my family and my friends of different backgrounds to make sure that every single card most people could relate to. So it wasn't just me and my Colombians and my Dominicans being like, okay, I hope they like it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of like testing um, and making sure that, okay, all of this people should know about the Walter Mercado references, the Vaporu references, Caso Cerrado, um, there's so many things like growing up Hispanic. If, if you did that, then you will get this. So it, it's, it was a whole process that first year. It was a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got to say, I think your ads worked because somehow an ad landed on my page. So I don't know what keywords you use. Was it Latina? Was it click? Do they follow JLo? Do they follow Selena? Like <laughs> how to find a Latina on Facebook? You know, like what are the keywords there? But it definitely like it caught my eye some way and I kept seeing it. And it was definitely like people like it was it was just being thrown on my timeline, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's now TikTok on there. So those ads are working. Your growth path has been working. And I'm so glad, you know, you're able to find your audience. And like you said, you went from 200, getting that 500 order. Now you have like 5,000 plus and who knows how many coming in. Uh, what was that growth like? If it's like fast paced, like how did you go about sourcing a team? It was, it was a lot. I mean, and, and it still changes, you know? So like that, crazy snowball effect that we saw in the first year is not our day-to-day now it's we've had to learn how to pivot at every point in the business where at some points it went crazy you know skyrocketed and then other times it plummeted and then you're like oh my god what happened and then just re-looking at your data and then also picking back up and then sometimes plateauing and then picking back up again so and then also shifting in sales channels, because when we first started, we were doing all Shopify. And then next thing you know, Shopify was just declining like crazy. But then we looked at our Amazon and Amazon was skyrocketing at that point. And so it's just being very in tune with what is happening with your business at every point, which makes you feel like you can never sleep a day in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, you know, you every day gets a little easier. You learn something new about your audience and, and whatnot. Um, and I think this year specifically is the year where I finally feel comfortable handling finances, projections, things like that, where before, honestly, I used to be like, okay, I want to make this much this month without any type of understanding of how we would get there. And then if we went over or above, I'm like, okay, well, that's data, like (laughs) not understanding a clue (laughs) what I was doing. So um, as far as scaling, definitely have had to learn how to manage a budget, um, how to set expectations for the team as far as milestones they have to hit. But also the hardest thing is like to, I guess, set um, work culture expectations because sometimes I've had to scale a lot and bring on two more people, um, part-time, all contractors. And then sometimes I've had to let go of people because there isn't enough work at that time or Mm. the budgets have shifted. And so I'm, I'm very much, I don't know if you can see this in my natal chart, but I'm, I'm very tied and loyal to people. So if I bring you on, I want to keep you around forever, (laughs) whether it's personal or business. And it's been so difficult having to tell people like, Hey, it's come to this point where I, I can no longer support your role or things like that. Um, that has been very difficult, but all a learning experience. Oh, for sure. And I kind of love that you share that too. Cause Oh yeah. Finance is a bitch. (laughs) I'm like, just trying to figure that out, navigating that, or even navigating, like, I don't know your background, but just navigating these like 
increases in finances that you maybe have never had personally. So you're like, I have all this money. Where do we put it? I don't want to mess it up. You know, I want to make sure we're putting it in the right places at the right time. You know, maybe even something about building that generational wealth too. You know, it's like, I don't, what, I've never done this before. I've never managed this before. And that's something a lot of us kind of go through. So thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah, sometimes we're like, I want to make money and, you know, just (laughs) figuring out how to do that and how to do that. Right. Is it's tricky. It is so hard. I think it's like one of the hardest things I've had to do in general in my life. I'm like, what, Is it that I just didn't have that financial education growing up? Like I thought I did good with my bills, but give me $20,000 and I just blow it like nothing. I'm like, what happened there? (laughs) Not to say I do that every month. I've definitely learned, but I've made quite a couple of mistakes uh, over the past three years. So, Mm -hmm. and they're going to happen and you're going to learn from them. It just sucks when you do, but then you're like, okay, we're never going to do that again. But you know, (laughs) it it costs, it costs to run a business. And especially when you have a physical product, a product-based business too, you know, manufacturing costs, shipping costs, storage costs, everything costs. Well, do you have a business? Cause I feel like you're getting it. Like, yeah. Product-based <laughs> business. Yes, we get it. <laughs> that is so, oh man. Um, yeah, I would say if, if anyone's interested in running a business, it'd be awesome to do a service service-based business. It's a lot easier. Um, but you do have to work with more people. So, you know, it's a give or take, mm-hmm. but it's still, I don't know. I love product design. Um, I, I didn't think I would get into the games. I didn't think I'd have my own business, but um, I did work with a lot of startups before Tragos, mainly in like the digital startup space. So that's where I kind of got the experience of like, okay, well, it is cool to have a digital product or a company because um, you people are constantly solving new problems in, a, in this like digital world, which I always thought that was so cool. Um, but I also saw how much work it would be. So I would look at the entrepreneurs I worked with and I thought, never, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> um, but here we are. And it, I don't know, there's, there's a, just a lot that goes into the journey that is way more rewarding than you'd think. So would I go back and do something else? Probably not if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love how you kind of say like with the service base, like you have to work with people. I was like, that is such, that is such a Scorpio response. <laughs> you have to, you have to deal with people. My husband's a Scorpio. He's like introverted. I know one of my cousins is Scorpio. She's like, and she's like, oh, people, <laughs> you know, I'm like one of those people that orders my food with an app. So I don't have to call a restaurant. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. That's why my husband loves having a Gemini wife. He's like, um, they sent me the wrong thing, but I'm not going to say that it's wrong. Can you, I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. I definitely get, I have a lot of uh, Gemini's in my life probably then. Yeah. (laughs) So funny, but yeah. So, Oh my gosh. I love that. And like you said, you know, doing what you do. And actually it was funny because I was because I'm a stalker. I'm a Gemini stalker. I like to know everything <laughs> about everyone. Um, but I, w- I love that you kind of shared on the social media, just kind of like a day in the life, you know, of an entrepreneur, you know, you're doing all this, but just to kind of see the behind the scenes, you know, you seem busy, busy building a brand. Like, what would you say, like your work life balance is like, does it exist? Do you try to make it exist? <laughs> That's a good question. I do. <laughs> I try every single day to make it exist. 
And it's, it varies. It fluctuates so much, you know, at some point, I think it was while I did that video a day in the life that I was like, I have it together. Let me make a video about this <laughs> because those, those few months I was working out like three or four times a week. I was, uh, you know, going to my favorite cafe and, you know, just casually doing my thing. Um, but then sometimes you have either a campaign, you have end of quarter, you have, you know, a, a partnership happening. And next thing you know, you're, you're not sleeping, um, or you wake up and working your pajamas the entire day and remember to shower the next day. I'm not going to lie. I no, yes. It. That is, that is a thing. I was like, I, I, have, I was like, wait, when's the last time I showered? I was like, Ooh. when we work from home. So I was like, I'm not bothering anybody. Right. I'm not sweating sitting here, but yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I try not to, because one thing I have learned is like, sometimes I'll get frustrated that I'm not working fast enough or I'm not being productive or ideas aren't coming to me. And the one thing that will always clear my mind is a shower and another like, cup of coffee or like small, small little espresso, something that, you know, wake you up, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the shower is a must. And so I've, I've tried to do that a little better. Um, I also, I guess right now, like I'm trying to automate a lot of things for Dragos. And so I realized like, okay, um, I'm slowly growing this business. I can't do it. Like you know, in three months, it's probably going to take whatever, whatever X amount of months to make certain things happen. I can't be sitting, sitting on my ass all day waiting for them to happen. So I've also tried to pick up other gigs going back into graphic design. And it's just because I can't sit still. Um, mm. And, you know, girls got bills and a lifestyle to support. So mm. I, you know, I pick up more work when I can. And then those are the months where I'm like, why did I do that to myself? I haven't exercised in a month. I've been eating like leftovers or whatever I can find. And so then I just kind of have to reset myself every so often to go back to being a human. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. And I resonate with that. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs probably listening to this resonate with that. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, like maybe do some contract work, some freelance work. Cause like, I really like my sushi budget. Like I would really like to just you know, <laughs> indulge in that whenever I can. Um, and yeah, you know, it's like, I would like to be able to invest more back into my business too. Uh, exactly. because like you need the capital. If you want to grow, you need the capital. You can keep putting back in what it's making, but if you want to kind of accelerate a little bit more, you're going to have to have that capital. So I love that you kind of share that. And in general, I think one question I'm going to start asking, you know, my business owners on here is like, what is your sleep like? Is it, you know, you can just, you know, go to sleep when you need to. Is anxiety sleep a thing? Like, how do you, how do you fall asleep at night? (laughs) That is a great question. Okay. So I feel like people are going to hate me with this answer, but (laughs) I'm a very heavy sleeper. Um, if you want to see me at my most upset is wake me up in the middle of the night because it would take work and (laughs) I'm not about it. Um, but yeah, I try to go to like, once I'm sleepy, if I haven't had coffee after 8 PM, um, then I can easily fall asleep at 10, 11. And that's usually when I like to sleep when I'm alone. Um, because then I like, I love waking up super early in the morning, like 
I think I usually do six or seven, which is mm. a full eight hours. Like I wish I could be like Kim K and sleep four hours a night, yeah, you know. um, just, just to get so much done, but my body needs eight, eight to nine. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I do it. So I'm like, I wake up super refreshed. I'm like, all right. And then get back into it. But yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> is that one of the things you indulge in the skims? No, <laughs> the, the loungewear, the cute little loungewear. <laughs> No, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not a big shopper. I, uh, I, I like, I like home little, little home things more so than like, um, my outfits and I really need to buy shoes. So I, I indulge in like, not so many girly things. I would say <laughs> I'm like, I would probably spend more on travel than anything. Mm, than experiences. Yeah. Experiences. Yeah. I'm all about that. I love that. And that's good. That's good for like, Hey, we need it to recharge rest, or even just get like a little boost of new ideas too. So I think all the time that's important. Yeah. People say, um, well, I actually, I tell people I'm like, Oh, I need a vacation. I feel like I haven't gone anywhere in so long. And then everyone loves to point out all of the vacations I've gone on. And I'm (laughs) like, but that doesn't count. (laughs) Because I either worked on that vacation or it was for someone else or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess I do. I, I guess I have that thing about me, I guess. I mean, take advantage though. Cause like if you can work remote, if you say your team's remote might as well work from somewhere with a nice view. Exactly. Like that's, that's exactly my point. And if it wasn't for like having, well, I wouldn't want to say that, but I did get into a relationship, um, right before, uh, the pandemic. And so that's why I stuck around. Not a, not a bad thing, not a bad thing, but (laughs) if I had, if I was single, you know, I would have been working who knows where in the world for those two years. And, um, and, and we, we talk about that all the time. Like we'd like to prioritize travel, which is why we, we work so hard now Mm because we're trying to retire at 30 but yeah right <laughs> yeah. oh goals <laughs> I love it I love it I love all the talking about new experiences and with that I'm just wondering like I see a new game is linked on the Instagram called get loud game is that a yes. new a new thing that's coming out can you tell us more about that and um what the experience has been like pivoting or just growing the tragos and then also launching into a new product? Yeah. Um, so get loud is, well, I actually have it here. I'll show you. Um, it is the family friendly alternative to tragos. Um, cause we realized that a lot of, well, one Latinos are big on family. We all know that. And, even my family, we've had little cousins that want to play tragos and we're like, Oh, like, it's not the same. You know, we, mm-hmm. we encourage to, you can play with any drink. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but little sippy cup. <laughs> yeah. A little orange juice. Um, but it's, it's definitely not the same experience. And so we wanted something that was totally opposite of what tragos was, but still embracing the culture just the same. So um, Get Loud, it's like if you've ever played Heads Up or Taboo, you have one minute to have your team guess or describe um, as many words as possible in under a minute. And so the point is to have as many words 
um, guest. And so you can act it out. You can describe it. You can sing it. You can dance it. I've seen it all. Um, and you, you play in teams. And so it's a lot more competitive. You can play with ages eight and up and there's 400 cards, but front and back. So 800 words total that are like compilation of all things like Latino and U S culture. Um, even, just yes yeah, so many categories and um yeah it's it we've seen it's been a slower growth than tragos because i i think right now maybe with the economy and it, it's a little pricier than the tragos packs and um a bit more of an investment but the people who have played it have just like raved about it and I'm so happy that it exists and i i see huge things for it because it, it has a way wider audience but serves the same mission as tragos Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I got to check these out. Cause especially like, I just remember like just hanging out with my family and especially just given like the pandemic and losing out on time, even, you know, one of the things we did was like play like a card game or something, but I love the fact that there is one for all ages. Cause we were playing, you know, with like younger cousins to like one of my oldest, you know, uncles. So to kind of have that experience, but also like tie your culture into it with all of these games, I think it's just awesome to see ourselves, within these games and especially I feel like as you said you know just kind of even as the generations go on like even for me like I just have this fear that you know a part of our culture is going to be lost a little bit so to be able to have it in these games I think is really important and just something I look forward to being able to kind of share with you know like my kids and even there's one thing they're like what are you talking about with as like let me tell you a little story about the chunk yes. and your abuela no <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly why get loud was created because i i had this thought like okay i would love it if my little niece could play with her grandma it's like what game out there really exists that both are really enjoying it because if grandma's playing with you know her grandkids and it's like Monopoly or something. It's like, okay, you can only play Monopoly for so long where you want to like just die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because the kids want to play for hours and you're just like, oh my God, when will this end? But um, I mean, every game, I, I guess, to a certain extent. But yeah, Get Loud is like, we also have cards, um, like the front and the back are color coded. So two sides are easier words for the kids. Mm. But if you do want to play with the, more adults or even like your abuela that has references that like back in la what do they call it back in la la nana like like way back when yeah <laughs> um she would know what that is like um like grupo Nietzsche for example like older bands or um or songs or even just um historical figures and again like if kids don't know it then they can learn it people are playing to um, practice their Spanish and their English. And so there's just so much to the game that um, m like the majority has yet to explore that I'm really excited about. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I will definitely be linking, you know, where you guys can buy these games and check them out. And, you know, before we get into our quick lightning round questions, I just have one more question. Um, what goals would you say you have for yourself and your business? Okay, so... The number one goal for Dragos well, and Get Loud right now is to hit retail stores. That would be incredible. I think um, we, we serve so many 
game nights and get togethers and we are building those memories. And I think that's my favorite part about this business is how many lives and households we're touching and, and all those like memorable moments that we're creating. Um, it would be so much easier to do that if you could just go to your quick, you know, target Walmart, grab it off mm-hmm. the shelf and then bring it to the prima's house because she told you super last minute about her game night that was happening tonight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Grab um, the so- Cheetos, grab the game, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the goal. Um, and then for myself, you know, I, I, I don't really see, I'm sure there'll be some type of exit plan. Cause I don't want to make games for the rest of my life. Um, but if I can, work with like an indie game company or another Latino company to kind of make it um, like a reality and an existing brand that can continue on and keep making expansion packs. That would be the dream. And I would, I would do something else. I would, (laughs) what is it exactly? I have way too many dreams. Um, There's so many industries that I'm interested in. Um, but what I do want to do is um, really get into real estate, have some financial stability. And so when I'm ready to build my next business, I'll know exactly what I'm doing based off all the experience I've done, um, but also not come from a place of fear, because I think that's also something that stops people from mm-hmm. really pushing through with their vision, um, being really set up financially properly to to do that, start a family, all the the whole nine. Nice. Oh my gosh. I love that. And the end goal is to work from wherever, whenever. (laughs) That that will be forever. I don't think (laughs) I can go back to an office job ever. (laughs) No, we don't like that. Why? But why? The travel, the commute. No, thank you. Are you only going to travel to cooler places? (laughs) Exactly. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. And before we end this episode, just want to ask you some quick questions. First thing that comes to mind, or if you want to expand a little bit, go for it. Everybody does. Cause you know, sometimes you have to explain, but first question is who is a Latina that inspires or motivates you? I don't know if this is a general question, but I always look at America Ferreira. Ooh, yeah. I grew up with her and she's done it all. And I'm like, oh, look at you. Every time she does something, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> yes. Real women have curves. I love it. I love her so much too. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Uh, I guess always look at your bottom line and what value everything you're spending on is giving you. Hmm. Um, And I hate that because a lot of value is sometimes (laughs) emotional. Um, And so I have to become Mm -hmm. very rational for every single dollar I spend, because at the end of the day, that's how you keep, keep your ship tight. Mm. This is great advice, but I hate it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the Scorpio sun and the cancer emotions, just trying to battle it out. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? I would say, uh, get a co-founder or a team. Um, try not to do it alone because you want different perspectives and, um, I don't know. I feel like entrepreneurs are free spirits for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so, 
sometimes you need that person that thinks opposite you to keep you in check and really uh, make stronger decisions together. I think I, I, I wish I had more of a co-founder. Um, so sometimes I'm, I'm constantly like being the one that people ask me like, yes or no. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so yeah. Nice. I, well, I, sorry. If you don't, if you don't have that person, then I would say surround yourself with a network of people you can always come to. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think that's, I feel like a, sometimes or it depends. Maybe the owner, maybe it's Virgo, small business owners. They can get a little micro managerial. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of them. But I think it's definitely important, you know, to see things through other perspectives. And sometimes it's like, especially as you're saying, maybe as you contract people, you know, hire people in the positions that know more than you in a way too. Oh, absolutely. Hiring is like, Num- aside from finances, hiring is like next top thing, which not everybody's good at. I don't think I'm really good at it. Um, <laughs> like, um, but it, it's, it's just a skill you have to work at. And um, anytime I meet like an HR person, I ask them a million questions. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, mm-hmm. what, what's the secret? So yeah, a, a smart team that knows more than you is necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? This can be a book, a podcast, an app. I have to read more for sure. (laughs) I would say, so I actually am part of Hello Alice. It's a, it's like an online community that, you know, they send over newsletters, they have forums, you can meet other people on there. They have many, many grants. And I've, I'm constantly using them as a resource without really realizing it. Mm. And they just kind of give you the updates on, you know, e-commerce business in general and things like that. And, and they talk about like different things to listen to and people to follow. So I think that's been super helpful. So I'd say in general, any networks you can connect with um, is helpful just again, to meet people and find those opportunities you normally wouldn't on your, in like a normal Google search, for example. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Also follow Hello Alice. It's definitely a great resource. Subscribe, get the info, get the grant info, get the capital, (laughs) but I've definitely got to venture off and see other, other resources. That's a great one. Okay. And last question, where can listeners connect with you online? Okay. Yeah. Um, We are mainly on Instagram and TikTok. At Tragos Game is the handle for both. Um, You'll also see my handle connected there too. So if you want to give me a follow, follow you back. Um, Where our website is tragosgame.com. We're also available on Amazon, Amazon Prime. We're also available on walmart.com. If if you like shopping there too, along with your groceries and whatnot. and we do, uh, we, we, we are offered in a couple of, of wholesale um, locations that you can find on our website. And so that is open to like mom and pop shops, Latino boutiques, anything like that. We do um, offer our wholesale products in that way. So yeah, find us on social media and we can connect in any which way, whether we want to work together, collaborate, or even if you just want to know more about Dragos or business. I'm an open door when it comes to that kind of stuff. 
Yes, I love it. I love it. And we will link the website, Instagram links, TikTok on the Work Me How podcast show notes. So you guys can check it out. You can see where you can purchase maybe in person, Amazon on their website. You know, this, the summer is here. The carne asadas are happening. The parties are happening. The family gatherings, or, you know, make sure you get it for your next big, you know, family gathering. But Thank you so much, Carolina, for joining us here on the Work Mija podcast. So excited to be able to chat and have just another inspiring mujer to learn from and to follow along your journey. And for everybody listening, make sure to tune in for some more episodes about more amazing mujeres. Until then, I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) 